0: And welcome back to The Watchaholic. If you are new here, my name is Melody and I am your host. So if you're wondering what I do here every week, the answer is simple. I talk about the movies and shows that we watched growing up and the ones that just premiered yesterday. So this month, we are celebrating two things here on the pod. We are talking about some of my favorite rom-coms and not just any rom-coms. Black-led cast rom-coms. That's right. We're doing a little bit different approach here than probably what other podcasts might be doing. And uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to do something different just to celebrate love, but also to really take in Black History Month here in the States. So today's episode is all about 2010's Just Right. Now, this is probably not a movie that is really well known. I don't think a lot of people have actually heard of about this movie, but I will say it is a movie I truly enjoy watching any day of the week. I mean, who cannot get enough of the queen herself, Queen Latifah and the handsomely talented, he is so handsome, common. I mean, what star power do we have in this movie? It's pretty awesome. But, 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 but before I start just talking about how much I hated Paula Patton's character in this movie, we cannot forget to dive into our say what segment first. So, if you did not listen to last week's episode during our Say What segment this month, we're going to focus on shedding light on some of the best Black actors and actresses in Hollywood today. Last week, I covered Denzel Washington, and this week, I want to focus on the beautifully talented Viola Davis. Now, this is a woman who is literally the epitome of a successful Black actress in Hollywood, Everything she touches becomes gold. You know, whether she's on TV doing How I Get how, how to Get Away with Murder, uh films like Fences or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which if you have not seen, oh my god, she kills that. Like is Uh, remarkable just so good so highly recommend that movie but um, yeah the list can just go on and on and she is literally one of the best one of the greats that will go down in history as being one of the best actresses to ever grace our screens I truly and utterly believe that so here's some fun facts I found out about Viola Davis while doing my, you know, biography search. And I thought these were really cool because I actually never put these things together. And basically she is one of the only few actresses who has won an Oscar and a Tony for playing the same part. She won the for the play Fences, which if you've never seen, I highly recommend. It's like what performance. Like her and Denzel Washington together in that are just amazing you could probably just like google or youtube viola davis and fences and there's this one monologue that she has where she's like just pouring out her feelings to um her her husband who was played by denzel washington and it is truly one of the best acting like things i have ever like acting scenes i've ever seen it is truly remarkable um another thing she graduated from juilliard And when I read that, I was like, well, no wonder you're as talented AF as you are. Because, yeah, not everyone can say they went to Juilliard. Uh, But surprisingly enough, for someone who went to Juilliard, she actually came up from a really rough, um, like, from poverty. Like, she didn't have a lot of money growing up. Like, it was really, really bad. So kudos to her for making it to Juilliard. Just saying. Um, She was nominated for a Golden Globe and an Oscar for her role in 2008's movie doubt where literally she only had one speaking scene only one it was she was totally on screen for only 11 minutes and this is where i i learned this in high school um this saying i don't know who the quote is, who says this who excuse me who said this quote but it's there are no small roles only small actors and that right there is the epitome of what that means because clearly she was only on screen for 11 minutes and she got nominated for her one scene that was that freaking good like come on oh oh my god uh she's also um the first black woman of any nationality to win the primetime Emmy award for outstanding lead actress in a drama series that's right on September 20th 2015 she won that award for how to get away with murder I mean she, I, I personally love watching her work, and um, you know, many people have called her the Black Meryl Streep, and uh, there was an interview where she's quoted. um It's a very famous quote, but you know, she had said, "People say, 'Oh, you're a Black Meryl Streep.' You are, and we love you. We love you. There's no one like you." She recalled hearing from executives. Um, She re- literally remembered ex- executives telling her that, like, "Oh, okay, then." And then she told them, like, okay, then if there is no one like me, if you think that I am that, you pay me what I'm worth and you give me what I'm worth. Oh, my God. Like, just saying it out loud is, is astonishing to hear because that alone, you know that she is not getting paid the same amount that Meryl Streep probably gets paid to do roles. You know for a fact that she has to fight for the little black roles that there are there for these strong African, African-American African women. Like, clearly like that is what she's saying and I really really hope that this is something that changes in this industry because as I've mentioned in many of my other episodes you know Hollywood is now just coming around to really taking in um uh, taking in people of more color to recognizing people of color in their films in every single department that there is um and also including women you know for the longest time men have always been paid more than women that is not a shock to the world but it is what it is and clearly in this quote this is something that she's really famously saying you know like one you're telling me I'm as good as Meryl Streep okay then give me the opportunities to be in as many movies as Meryl Streep has been and also pay me as much as Meryl Streep is if I'm just as good as her or better freaking like I know my worth I know what I deserve and uh I just praise Viola Davis praise her just uh I love everything about her and I can't wait to see what she does next I she's gonna take over the world I know she is (laughs) okay okay so I am so ready I am so ready I'm ready to talk about today's movie okay but before I start I do want to say one thing I do want to say thank you to all of you who've been listening to my podcast it truly means the world to me to know that at least there's some people who are enjoying my podcast and actually want to know what I think about certain movies and topics uh yeah I love you so so much I can't say enough how thankful I am for you so thank you thank you for being here and thank you so much for listening Uh, But yeah, okay, let's dive in, friend. Let's dive into today's movie, Just Right. And uh, Just Right was released on May 14th, 2010. So, like, 12 years ago. This movie is old. 12 years ago. It stars some familiar faces, which I've already spoken about. Queen Latifah, Common, Paula Patton, and Felicia Rashad. And a whole bunch of famous NBA stars like Dwayne Howard and Dwayne Wade. Like, it's... Like crazy, like uh, so many um, NBA like um, so many NBA little cameos and it's, it's great. It's in general, it's a really great cast who I really enjoyed watching on screen so what is this movie about you're probably wondering if you haven't seen this movie basically just right centers around this character named leslie played by queen latifah who is a physical therapist and she has this god sister named paula Patton who wants to like make it big and like meet us like basically she wants to live the rich life that's basically what she wants um but leslie is this like huge nba like like fan like she loves her Brooklyn Nets who one of the Brooklyn Nets is played by Common um or excuse me is played by Scott McKnight it's a f- fictional NBA character played by Common and yeah basically uh she runs into Common one day after a game he invites her to a party uh, Paula Patton's Morgan is in the party she kind of gets in the way and he Common ends up liking her he they, short, long story short, he ends up messing up his knee and the physical therapist that comes to help him is Queen Latifah's character, Leslie. And yeah, it just kind of goes from there. Um, it's really, really good. It's a great film. Um, so I saw this movie today again, actually, before filming this podcast. After like, I don't know, maybe a, a year? Uh, I can't remember. It's been a while. But I do remember that I had this movie on DVD and I watched it like a lot. Clearly, back in the day, I watched it a lot because it, I had it on DVD, so clearly I really liked it. Um, and, a, like I had said, this movie is 12 years old, which I cannot believe it has been that long. Like, my god, movies. got so long ago. It's crazy. Um, but, my initial reaction to this movie was oh my god yes I love it so much and it was all really I loved it I think so much because I related to it and to be honest this is something I've noticed is I think that movies that I really relate to like sit with me differently um, than movies I just genuinely enjoy for for the laughs like if you if I can relate to it, it automatically becomes a movie that I really really enjoy. Now, you may be wondering, how in the hell did I relate to a movie about a physical therapist who falls in love with an NBA basketball player? Huh? Huh? (laughs) Well, I related to it in a way that I always felt that like, because this is something that Leslie really goes through in the beginning of the movie, is, you know, I always felt like the guys that I wanted to be with only just kind of wanted to be friends with me, or I was always considered their plan B, like the cool chick, but I was never like girlfriend material um, I always felt like guys really liked me, but they never wanted me, never wanted to make me their girlfriend, at least the guys that I liked, and this movie kind of really made me, like, like, I related to it, because there is actually a scene where Queen Latifah goes on a date early on in the movie with, um, this, um, blind, she was on a blind date, if the character is actually played by, um, Las Alfonso, Alonso, I think is his name, um, you've seen him in in a lot of other movies these days, but he, um, he kind of, like, they go on this date together and it goes really well, like, you're thinking, like, oh, it's gonna be great, and then at the end of the date, he's just like, oh, I'm not emotionally available, but you're really cool, and, like, Queen Latifah, like, ends up, like, finishing his sentences because she's heard this by a guy so much about how, like, oh, but you're good people, and and he realizes, like, oh, shit, like, clearly this girl has gone through the ringer before. So, um, yeah, I think I just really related to that um, idea that you know, guys just never wanted to make me their girlfriend. And that kind of sucked. So, yeah. Uh, but I watched this movie today and I don't relate to it anymore. But, man, I actually really still enjoy this movie. It was a typical romantic movie um, that delivers everything I want it to be, you know. I, I will say, though, I think there is more ramp- romance in this movie than there is comedy. Uh, nevertheless, though, as long as it provides in the romance, I am sold to a movie. Okay, so now I really want to talk about some of my favorite movie- moments in this movie. This is something I really enjoy doing on my podcast. I just like talking about the moments that I remember most and kind of just talking about what worked and why it was just so memorable to me. So the first thing I want to talk about is when Leslie meets Scott McKnight. Now this scene is so freaking cute and hilarious because I honestly do not know if I what I would do if I was at a gas station and like somebody that I was like a huge fan of just like rolled up in his car and couldn't figure out like basically what happens in the scene is um you know she's putting gas in her car and then you see common coming in in into into the gas station with his car he's like on the phone he can't figure out how to open up his the the gas the little gas pump door or whatever He can't figure it out, so she helps him. And then they just, like, start chatting, and she's so cool. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to keep my cool in that moment. But, you know, they kind of, like, meet, and she finds out, like, in that moment, like, oh, like, this guy's actually really cool. He's not what I thought he would be. And um, he basically ends up inviting her to his birthday party, like, on the next Saturday or whatever. But it's such a nice scene. Um, It's also, obviously, the scene where they first meet. So it's really important to the story as to, you know, he obviously will find out right away that she is, like, a huge... Brooklyn Nets fan like she's a diehard they basically say the same thing red and blue runs through my veins like you know they have that connection and it's it's just nice to see um then there's when Morgan meets Scott now this is both my favorite and least favorite moments in this film because one I liked it and it's really funny is because she at this point uh Morgan's character is uh playing the game as it may be you know like she's pretending like you know she doesn't know who she is at his birthday party and she's kind of like oh like she starts making up all this shit about how she's like going to a charity event and <laughs> Leslie's character is like what are you doing and you know it, it, it's just really funny because she really is playing the game and she plays it well now what I don't like about it about this scene is because also like proves the point that looks always win over personality because at that like right before Morgan shows up like he's actually really connecting with Leslie and like oh wow you look great like he's like interested but then the moment Morgan walks in and she's like this like hot you know skinny you know beautiful black woman and she kind of like ignores him like automatically he like kind of forgets about Leslie and it's kind of like why because she was pretty like like, I don't know, like, I didn't like that part, I'm like, okay, like, uh. all right, so we're playing the whole, like, obviously, he likes the way she looks more than Leslie, because he hasn't necessarily, like, you know, really, really talked to her and gotten to know her personality, like, he will later on in the film, um, speaking of, uh, speaking of looks over personality, have you guys seen Love is Blind? Because I am, look, I am watching the new season, um, season two on Netflix, and oh, my I love that show it is my guilty pleasure uh t- tell me, would you be interested if I did like an episode breakdown of love is blind where we kind of just like every episode I'll just like kind of like talk about it because yo I just saw the first five episodes because they released them weekly and I am obsessed I, I love that show it's so funny the next thing I want to talk about is when Leslie calls out Morgan for leaving Scott and oh my, it's so good. So basically at this point in the movie, Morgan has decided um, because Scott has broken his knee or messed up his knee that she kind of starts getting to that point in the movie where she's like, oh, he messed up his knee like he's never going to recover and I'm not going to be able to become this like rich NBA NBA stars wife and all the ideas of what she thought this life would be have gone out the window Um so she decides to leave Scott and in that moment um, when Leslie finds out she goes back to her house and she kind of confronts Morgan and is like yo like what did you wh- like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like how could you do that to him? And she's just like well and this is when even more I hate this character um, is just kind of like well you know I want to be somebody and I'm not going to be somebody with uh, I'm not going to be able to do that with somebody who's been a has-been player and Queen Latifah's just like, you are fucking messed up. Like, how did you get this way? You know, I've been watching you my whole life, hurting people, you know, disposing of boyfriends, like an old shoe. And it's actually really sad that she's had to experience this because obviously, who knows how many times uh, Morgan has had a boyfriend that was really awesome and maybe would have worked with Leslie, but obviously that didn't work out. I mean, at this point, I will say though, I don't know what the age difference is between Morgan and Leslie's characters. I don't know if, like, Morgan's a lot younger, if she's, like, similar. No, actually, while I'm saying this out loud, I take it back. She is older. Uh Leslie is older. I can't believe I just, I literally just thought about it. <laughs> Leslie is 35 and Morgan's like, oh, well, I'm almost 30 and I need to find myself. So she's five years older. Um... So that means, I'm going to assume I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that means that Scott was dating a younger woman. <laughs> not, not not, bad. Look at you, Scott. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but I think it's hilarious. Uh, next scene we have is when both Leslie and Scott are in the piano room and they have that first connection. And I personally love scenes like this in romantic comedies or just romantic movies where, you know, the... Both the main characters have that first connection where they realize like, oh, is this something like, is there something more here than just a friendship? But basically in the scene, um, Scott is in his piano room uh, playing the piano. Queen Latifah's character, Leslie, walks in and um, they start talking about how tomorrow's big game and that he's going to do well and not to worry about it, that his knee's going to work and everything like that. Because at this point, he has recovered from his knee and she has basically finished doing her training with him. It's been eight weeks at this point And you know, she has, like, these, like, chocolate chip cookies. And in between them, they have marshmallow. They do look very delicious. I really want to try one. But they're, like, kind of, like, playing. Like, kind of, like, flirting a little bit. And then they just get really close. And they look each look at each other. And that's that moment where it clicks. Especially for Scott where it's like, oh, like, I I think I really like this woman. Like, something something's going on here. And I just, I live for movies like that in romantic comedies. I live for it. I just... You know i wish i i lived in a world where shit like that happened i mean maybe things like that happen in real life i mean they've never happened to me in that romantic way but oh i just live for a moment like that it's just uh it's so so beautiful and I also really like that scene in general because it really shows off the musical talents of both Queen Latifah and Common. Because as we know, they both are musical artists on top of actors. So it was just really nice to see Common like, just playing on his piano and having Queen Latifah kind of like sing a little bit. And it's just a cute moment that I'm glad that they were able to incorporate into the movie and into the scene. We also have obviously one of my favorite parts is when Leslie calls out Scott on his BS because you know they finally kind of they they finally decide like you know like let's give it a try. They kiss. They spend the night together and it's such a beautiful. She's so happy the next day. And then that bitch Morgan shows up and kind of ruins everything and Scott kind of like doesn't really know what to do so he kind of kind of just tells Leslie like Oh, I didn't mean to hurt you, but it, it just it just comes off like really bad, but I just love that Leslie just calls him out. She's just like, "Oh, I know I'm a really special friend, and I don't want to be plan I don't want to be someone's plan B. Like, I don't. I want to be someone's plan A." And I love when she calls him out on his shit. Like she's like, "What the fuck, man? Like, you just slept with me and now you're going to go back to Morgan?" Like, "What the hell?" And she walks out. She doesn't deal with his shit, and I personally enjoy that. So yes, you tell him how it is, Leslie. Um, then, of course, we have the pretty much the ending of the film where the characters get back together, but there's this moment right before that actually happens when... Scott gives his little speech and runs after Leslie basically. But, you know, he's on a talk show host and they ask him, like, Oh, you won the championship. Like, who is who do you think, you know, like, how did you do this? And he says, Oh, it was because of Leslie. And then he starts talking about Leslie. And he's talk as he's talking about how awesome she is, that's in that moment he realizes, like, oh shit, like I made a mistake. Like I'm actually in love with her and I should not have left her. And it's just so beautiful. Like I it's just the cheesy part of me, but I I absolutely love um, when I, I love that moment. I think it's just just so, so nice when, you know, he tells this talk shows like what she means to him on national TV. And then he just like walks out. He takes off his mic and everything. And it's just so funny. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And there's actually another moment that I want to talk about. And it's actually when, um, so Scott's playing his first game after he's recovered. And he's just scared to play because he's scared that his knee's going to fail him. And um, Leslie takes him aside and she's like, dude, like, sh- wake the fuck up. And she has this one quote, and I absolutely love it. She says, anything you need to do, anything you want to do, you can do. Believe in yourself. You will not fail. And, you know that is what he needs obviously that in that moment to just like wake the fuck up and he does and he ends up winning the game and it's wonderful but i think it was a really important message that was brought across by this character about how you know not to be afraid and to really just believe in yourself and believe in what you can do and believe that you can do anything you set your mind to and i think it was just really beautifully put into the film into the scene uh and then obviously there is the end Obviously, who doesn't love a good ending of this movie? It is so great. Obviously, um, what's his name? Uh, Scott, you know, comes up with this just a beautiful speech, of course, because we're talking romance comedies. Whoever wrote it knew I was watching. But I'm just going to say this speech because I think it just brought me to tears. He says, I know you love me. I know the feelings didn't fade away because you're mad at me. And you have every right to be. I'm not leaving these grounds without you. I'm not waking up another morning without you next to me. Leslie, you're just right for me. Ugh, the tears. Cue the tears. Cue the tears. Um, It's actually also the first time in the movie where the actual title is named in the actual line of the movie. Because he just says, you just right for me so um yeah I just I love that that scene it's obviously the ending when they get together and it just uh always used to really bring me to tears back in the day now it just just a little just I shed a tear or two and it's just a beautiful beautiful romantic moment and very romantic comedy like now I really want to talk about my hate for one character and that is Paula Patton's Morgan oh my god I just I could not stand I cannot stand her. Anytime she would talk, I wanted to just throw my shoe at the screen. I have never seen a character that's like so one-dimensional. And at at the end of the movie, there was really, to me, still no point in coming back. Like as in justified, like, oh, okay, she's not too bad. No, I hated her to the end, to the very end. Like, even when she comes back to tell Scott, like, that she's sorry she left him with a note, by the way. She left him a note. She gives him this, like, sob story about how she left because her father left her when she was three and she just never left let anyone, like, close to her because she thought that they were going to leave her. So, like, basically she's just saying she has daddy issues. But even, like, while she's telling him this, like, I do not believe her. And honestly, to this day, I do not know if that was a lie or a truth. And it actually really annoys me because maybe if her character, like, they gave her, like, more or, like, you knew more about her story other than the fact that she just wanted to be, like, rich. Like, you don't really get much of a backstory from her other than when she kind of tells the sob story to him. But at this point, like, to me, like, there was no coming back from, like, how horrible she was by just leaving him and not being there for him and just being like, oh, well, I want to be somebody. Like, I was like, all right, you're 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 a bitch. Like, I, I can't deal with you. I mm, I can't, I can't, I cannot, I could not believe her. And actually, this actually brings me back to another point, which is why did Scott even take her back? Like, she left you. She was never there for you when you were, like, getting rehab, wasn't out sh- was always out shopping, spending your money. She left you, like, a freaking note on your bedside after she was engaged to you. Like, I, I don't understand why, why this character, why Scott took her back. And I wish that the character, the writers, excuse me, like, had focused on a focused on that a little bit longer, because, I don't know, I just thought it was weird. He had just, you know, spent the night with Leslie, and they had, like, this wonderful moment where he really, I think, realized that he was really, really, really into her. And then this bitch rolls back in, and, like, two seconds later, he's, like, giving her a shot. I'm like, why? Like, I just, it was my biggest frustration. I just didn't understand why 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 he took her back I mean I guess it's just you know his excuse was like oh well I was just gonna marry this woman like I feel like I should give her a chance I'm like no she's horrible please ugh. okay um that's my end of the rant on how much I could not stand Paula Pan's character I had to talk about it because it just I could not stand her but um aside from that horrid character um they're like I even though I do understand why she was there I one of the things I really enjoyed about this movie was I genuinely loved like how both Scott and Leslie got to know each other throughout the film it's it was really nice to see that these two characters slowly fall in love with each other instead of it just being like oh I love this guy overnight it it was nice to see that these people had like been getting to know each other for like three months um, as just two people like she was helping him you know, like it was just it was nice to see that instead of it just being like, oh, I loved him from first sight and I wanted to be with him. Like, you know, I think she kind of like liked him at first because she was like, oh, he's cool. But I don't think she like really started to fall, fall for him until these three months that they were together. So I really, really liked that part of the movie that they like just really showed the development of the love between these two characters, which is the complete opposite of how it was with uh, Scott and Morgan, because he kind of just like, goes after her like right away because she's like beautiful and then they're dating and then they're engaged like it's so fast like there's no you just see like a montage of them like kind of like going out in a montage that's basically what it is and then all of a sudden they're getting married and I don't know I just thought it was like yeah I don't know I didn't I, I just didn't like I didn't see the like reason why he loved her other than the fact that she was beautiful but I mean this is a movie so they have to focus really more on leslie obviously because this is about her relationship with scott more than anything but yeah um also something i really enjoyed was obviously queen latifah in this movie she really really kills it uh she's just perfect for the role um she's so good at playing like that character um which also is like very opposite to what um if you've seen her in the last holiday where she's like this kind of like shy character who kind of loves this guy in secret and you know she never really says what's on her mind and i love that this movie was like the complete opposite of that and she just is so powerful and um she knows what she wants and i i love that i love that her character knew who she wanted to end up with and she did not settle for anything less than that um uh, now did she have the best chemistry with common eh, it wasn't oozing off the screen but i'll take it and to me common is also just so charming like he plays it off he is so charming in this film um and also it's actually side comment about common i think it's actually really funny that he plays an nba player because he is tall in real life but like when you see him like it makes like the actual nba players playing like i'm like oh you're like small, tiny like you would actually never really be playing in a the NBA, so I thought. I Actually, that's something with basketball movies with characters that are like in the NBA or wanting to be in the NBA. I'm like, y'all are, would never actually make it. So, I love that this movie is really highlighting the fact that you did make it because it's hilarious. You would never actually play basketball. Um, but yeah, uh, now what? Uh, there are a couple things, not that many, that actually felt like that they didn't work. Um, not necessarily about the movie themselves, but for the first one, for example. Uh, I feel like this movie did not have the best music supervisor. I don't know. The music just never made me feel things, which I feel like sometimes in, in movies, the music is really what adds to the scene. It really promotes, um, not promotes, really brings out those feelings out of you because it's the music that's doing that. And I feel like this movie kind of fell short on the music. I will say there's a lot of romantic comedies that have really great music throughout it. And I just feel like, I don't know, this movie didn't really do it for me uh also if you do not know what a musical supervisor music supervisor is on a film a music supervisor is basically the uh person who picks out the songs that are played throughout the movie so not necessarily like a not necessarily like the score of a movie or anything like that. it's kind of like songs so if you're watching a romantic com a romantic movie and um they start playing a love song or a a song like a, a song plays that's a music supervisor who has chosen that for that scene um so, yeah, I just feel like this music sur- supervisor fell a little bit short. um, And also, uh, I also like and I talked about this briefly just before when I was talking about my hate for Paula Patton's character uh, was the abrupt change of Scott going back to Morgan. Um, yeah, like I mentioned before, I feel like it was just so abrupt. I just don't understand why. Um, this is a movie it had to happen for a conflict I'm assuming I'm going I'm going to assume that's the reason but I don't know it was just too much of an abrupt change to me and I was not a fan okay so what do I rate this movie guys what do I rate it hmm I'm gonna rate it 7.5 out of 10 now that sounds bad but that's actually not 7.5 out of 10 and I'm gonna give it a 7.5 it would have gotten an eight. But I'm only going to give it a 7.5 because I think it needed a little bit more comedy. The romance was there all the time. Romance, 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 romance. But I feel like it was missing a touch of more comedy. And I know for a fact that Queen Latifah could have delivered that sort of thing. Uh, She does have some moments where she kind of puts in like her own little funny moments. But like, I don't know. I feel like it was just missing the comedy aspect. I don't know. Something was missing. Um, and if you've seen her in Bringing Down the House, which by the way, if you've never seen, (laughs) it is one of my favorite Queen Latifah films, uh, just saying she is so, 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 so great. Um, it is on Disney plus if you're interested in watching it. Um, and so is just right. That is also something you should know if you're thinking about watching this movie is that this movie is playing on Disney plus at this time. Um, yeah bringing down the house it's her and steve martin and it is hilarious and it is over the top and it is awesome it's not a romantic comedy um it's a comedy and it's just it's so funny i love every second of it okay so guys we have reached the end of today's episode wow what a great movie to rewatch i really really enjoyed that um i hope you enjoyed today's episode and uh you know the drill please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and of course, review my podcast. It really helps out to really getting my podcast out to other people. So if you really do those things, you're helping a girl out. Uh, You can also follow me at the Watchaholic Podcast on Instagram. Send me a DM. Um, Yeah, let me know what movies you would like for me to cover next month. Uh, Next month is march i will just be going into a normal month of just any type of movie that i want i'm really thinking of going real old school with some movies so i hope you will be following me for that and yeah all right i'm out of here bye